Very excited for the 2022-2023 look-back look-ahead with Niverville Nighthawks head coach Kelvin Check. Kelvin, what a whirlwind of a year it has been. Uh, when you look back at all of 2022, what kind of goes through your mind? <laughs> um, yeah, basically just thinking about, constantly thinking about the team and thinking about this opportunity here and trying to point out Niverville, Manitoba on a map and um, just basically all the possibilities and now how most of those have come true, you know. So, And then I think about the highway because I spent a lot of time on the road driving back and forth across the country. So, yeah, that's that's basically the gist of it. All right. Well, to start 2022, we have to go back actually a little bit further uh, because you applied for the job, you were interviewed, and you were officially named head coach of the Niverville Nighthawks in January of 2022. Uh, what was it like to go through that process and to be offered the job and eventually accept? Yeah, it was it was a it was an intense process because this is something I wanted, you know, very badly and um the 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 board our board didn't quite know what they were going to do if they were going to hire a separate general manager and a separate coach and whatnot. So, um they really put it to me to come up with how I thought things should look and it was a lot of uh, a lot of presentations and a lot of me talking without them I mean there were some initial conversations where they asked questions of course but then they just put it to me to come up with how I thought things should look and um, created the the dual role of general manager <clears throat> excuse me general manager and head coach and um, it worked out and so it was it was exciting and it was validating and just you know, I was pretty fired up when I got the uh, got the offer, and yeah, a year later, here we are. So I'm sure as excited as you are to get the offer, the you you probably celebrated for what five ten minutes and then got to work. You had to build a team. I mean, technically, the I mean the the work never stopped. I mean, I go back to uh, my partner in crime, Mike McCauley, You know, who's who's from LaSalle and is in the region and watching players. And I mean, that's the for us, the most important thing is the players, and it's the players first. And you know, he's got a encyclopedic knowledge in just in his brain. He doesn't write anything down, which is just bonkers to me. But, um, but yeah, I mean, for myself personally, it was happy. And then, yeah, let's let's get going and get started. But I mean, at the same time, I had I had an existing coaching position um, with the West Van Warriors, and um, you know, didn't. Uh, didn't want to neglect that at all we had a lot of kids who are off playing junior hockey themselves now and um in different leagues and whatnot so it was tough because my office was in a closet in my bedroom and um so that was the where the majority of our zoom calls started i just talked to ethan kelly the other day and asked if he remembered our zoom call and he said yeah it was you're in like a cave or something it's like no that was that was a closet so um but hey it was yeah whatever it worked Kelvin, uh, you know, a lot of people have grown up playing video games where you build a team from the ground up, and it's all yeah. fun and games, and uh, you know, it's a lot easier in video games, but you got to do it in real life. Just take us through the process of building the Niverville Nighthawks. Well, the first thing that um, one of my many weaknesses is I overcomplicate, overcomplicate things and 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 just want to, you know, do, do too many things all at once, And but uh, Mike and I sat down, and I really just wanted to choose choose two, one or two things that we could look at in all the different players we knew that we would talk to um, because of course we wanted the biggest fastest most skilled smartest and uh, 
you know, whatever best players on planet Earth. But when you're a new franchise, that's, uh, you know, all those those players are spoken for. Um, so we still, I mean, we, we went big game hunting with the thought process or the approach that we just wanted character and competitiveness. And, you know, wherever we had to go to find that, that that's what we were looking for. And if those two boxes weren't checked off, um, then we would look elsewhere. And it's, and it happened. And that's just, that's what we believed were the two most important things. Um, and, uh, you know, then, then, then the skill came after that and the positions and, and all of that stuff, of course. Um, so I really felt like through the process, we were only really, we were chasing one rabbit, you know, instead of, you know, when you chase two rabbits, you catch neither one. So we chased that one rabbit and I'm really seeing the, we're seeing the dividends of it now because our group is just, you know, they, they do so much work in the community and they've stuck with it as we've organized our dressing room and got to, you know, used to a new town and these players are from all over the continent and they chose to come here and, and play in Niverville and the community has embraced them like they're their sons. So um, that was the process really is talking to these players and checking those boxes off. And then, you know, we got pretty fortunate with the level of skill that we've been able to bring in as well. From your point of view, just for, for you, the board, the community, to have the level of buy-in from these players right off the hop because coming to a new franchise in a whole different situation, you know, the guys had to buy into what you were selling and what the community was offering right away. What was it like as, you know, you started to add guys and you know, had players that you wanted feel the same way that they wanted to be a Niverville Nighthawk as much as you wanted them to be a Nighthawk? Um, it's, I don't think anyone truly, I mean, they, they bought in based on, yeah, Zoom calls in my closet sort of thing. Um, and, you know, we were, we were very honest with what we, how we saw things. And, um, a, a lot of the guys we have are, I don't know if there's a, a polite way to say it, but they're cast offs or they're people whose previous teams didn't, didn't have space for them. And we, we rallied around that and, you know, it's a, even the guys graduating from U18 AAA in their home province and whatnot, you know, might not have had a spot or they were going to be battling for, you know, for depth positions with their teams and whatnot, which is what we created is now they have to do the same thing here, right? Or battle for any spot and earn everything. So, but I think the guys just saw, we, we, we sold them on, there's a different way to do things and this is a new team. So clearly it's different, but this is how, this is what each day looks like. And this is what I value. And these are my strengths and my weaknesses. And, um, you know, we, I, I just think the guys appreciated that, well, the guys we've got with the guys we have, they appreciate it. There were a lot of players who chose other other paths, which, you know, we've had, let's say, what, 35 to 40 players kind of come through our, our door as some guys come and some guys go and whatnot. But, you know, Mike and I probably had 200 different Zoom calls. So, um, so to go back and answer your question, it's been just phenomenal to see to, to see the basically the results of that process. So th- through it all, it's been a, a very crazy year for you, but it's also been a crazy year for the board and the community buying into this team. I mean, thinking back, you didn't even have a name to start 2022. Uh, what was that process like, and what was your thoughts when you heard that it was going to be the Niverville Nighthawks with one of the best logos in Canada? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I think they did an awesome job of involving the community, and the the name Nighthawks was a name that was 
submitted in a newspaper poll. Um, you know, there were five, five pretty cool. There were, I mean, there were a ton of cool names and people are sending you messages. Well, this would be cool. This would be cool. And I said, this is not my decision. I gave my input, um, you know, just as a fan of the team early on, but who am I to, you know, whatever it was, the, the, the name was chosen ultimately, I think it was, there was a vote plus, you know, the input from our, from our board and whatnot. So this is, this is their team and it's Neverville's team and it will be long after I'm, you know, I'm long gone and all of our players are long gone. So, um, I just think it's, it's super cool. Like it's, uh, it's, there's a, there's a junior B team in Spokane, I think that is called the Nighthawks and there's a couple here or there. So we really wanted to be unique and wanted it to be, you know, fresh and something it's, you know, rare. Um, but at the same time, not something that, you know, makes zero sense. Um, so I just think it's cool. It's, you know, angry birds always look awesome. And, uh, I'm a UBC Thunderbirds coaching alum and we were, that's just a total coincidence that it turned into the same sort of thing. But, um, and then, yeah, our logo is, I agree. I think it's the, one of the best logos I've ever seen in my life. And it was designed by a local artist, um, in town named Brooks and he absolutely knocked it out of the park. So we look awesome and that, that counts. Like that means something. Kelvin, uh, let's take it away from the ice for a little bit. Um, just take us through what it was like to to hear how much the community wanted this team and how hard they worked to get the MJHL to Niverville and then to see the growing excitement as you started getting closer to playing games in 2022. Yeah, the I mean it's a it's a small community as you know, it's growing fast. There's 6,000 people. Um but there there's there's one person in town who he was the first person to skate on the old rink when it was built. And I'm not going to say that I can't, I'm not going to say that the date that it was there, the year was built because maybe he's listening and he'll get mad <laughs> at me. But um, Clarence Braun is like, he's the wild Bill Hunter of uh, junior A hockey in, in uh, Niverville. And I think he's just such an extension of the community because if he could, like he's been the mayor, he's only been the mayor twice, but I joke, I think it's like actually like 10 times, but um He's an extension. I mean, he's got lots of family there and I've met, you know, you meet so many people. We've got 11 board members at this point and 55 shareholders and then 350 volunteers. So it's such a, it's such a rallying, you know, it's a, it's a meeting space for the community, you know, on, on, uh, on Fridays and Saturday nights. So for me, it starts with Clarence and his discussions with Kim Davis and, you know, and then getting the franchise awarded and, we just had Clarence actually at practice today just to talk to the guys. I just thought it would be something different and, and special. And, you know, it's like, there wasn't a, there wasn't a dry, we were on the ice, but these guys are just welling up. He just, the emotion that Clarence has is something that we all, we all rally around in the, but he's, like I said, he's, he's a representative of the, of the community and our rank is a total hornet's nest to come in and play in. And there's little kids booing the referees, which I think is just hilarious. So, um, they, uh, yeah, they've embraced us and we absolutely feed off of it. So leading up to, you know, you got all these firsts, you get the, the jerseys, you get the name, you, you know, you're approaching, uh, the first preseason game, you get, you're getting your guys in, you're getting practices in. Was there a moment that you can kind of recall that you thought, okay, this is going to work and it's going to work here in Niverville? Um, well, that's a, that's a hardball. Um, <laughs> I know they, I know, yeah, I know you're looking for a moment. I, I think probably when main camp started, um, because we had, uh, 
we had a rookie camp, right? We had well, we've had several. We had a prospects camp and then a rookie camp. So, you know, our our 04s um, from BC, Alberta, and and uh, down south and whatnot were in at rookie camp. But they knew. I mean, they know. They know that they're going through to main camp. That's you know whether whether they're signed or not. They're they're coming this way. They know that they're going to be a part of that. So, I think for me, uh, it's a weird memory in my head is when I saw Carter Spearig step on the ice at main camp. Um, which we had different colored jerseys for main camp and and you wouldn't like I mean I probably think too much and I but I was very clear like we needed a navy team, a gold team and a red team to go with our colors and when Carter stepped on the ice in his uh red jersey, that's when I was okay, now we're the same as everybody else. This is a main camp and you know, whether you're Carter and you're eighteen or you're Chris Fines and you're twenty everything now is is totally earned there's like tomorrow's not promised to anybody um so that's and i can just i can see the ice being clear and carter's always he's always on the ice first for practice now but um yeah that's probably because i hadn't seen him i'd only watched video on him in the spring and i have you know a scout of mine um sean Wright in edmonton worked with him all summer and he was on the ice and that's great but me the actual gm and coach didn't get to like i've never seen this guy at a main camp before so and again, I'm just using him as an example for all those guys. But um, and then it's like, I mean, that feels like it was yesterday. <laughs> it's amazing how to, how much uh, how much a little thing like that can leave such a lasting uh, impression. And then going forward, you start, uh, you know, you go through main camp and you got your your battle drills with the guys you you're hoping to see make the team. And then you end up getting to preseason, and then your squad is going up against established MJHL teams and. Uh, I'm sure that must have uh, been really a really unique situation for you, uh, having a bunch of like you said guys who were maybe castoffs going up against established MJHL teams. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, we did uh, we did a trip to Surus to play the Weyburn Red Wings, and I talked to uh, the general manager there, Cody Mapes, several times in the summer. We just you know kind of connect or whatever. So that was neat, but it was still early, and there was still a lot of you know young players and guys you're just trying to get games with um and then i can't did i can't even remember did we play steinbach in in preseason yeah yeah so and that was pretty early for them and it's still preseason but you know a lot of my mind too was with the off-ice stuff and making sure because all of our volunteers and our this is all brand new for them as well and it's like what kind of music do you want to play? I'm like, this, this is this is my decision. <laughs> awesome, this is great. Okay, this is we're gonna do this, this, and this, and this. That's too loud. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. Um, so, yeah, getting into those games, but I, I just feel like there really wasn't enough time. It's like there was no time to dwell on it. There was no time to think about it, um, which was just which was fine. So it's kind of been, you know, fly by the seat of your pants since then. Um, a whirlwind, like you mentioned earlier. You know, uh, it, it's a really interesting parallel because you have a lot in common with your players. Uh, you, this is your second go-around in the MJHL, and maybe there were times where you felt like you were not wanted at the Junior A level, and then you have a bunch of guys who you know, were maybe told they couldn't compete at the Junior A level. So that first game, even though it was on the road, you know, home and home, your new jerseys, everything is ready to go. Uh, what was that like to share that moment with your team? Um, yeah, it was... It was special, and I, I I I remember that. I mean, I remember the I remember the pregame speech um, for that game, and you always say like I got to do sixty five more of these during the year, but that one you know that one kind of counts. And 
You're 100% right. I was, you know, this isn't my first go around in the league and um, you know, I'm in the I'm in the right spot now and it worked out for the best, but um I do share that with them and I'm also not from here. Like I you know, I grew up in Alberta and I lived in BC and I feel like I you know, I'm a transplant as well. So, and then a bunch of my my staff from my previous stop came along with me. So, um that's you know, we, we, we all share that and we, we go through the same, I guess, homesickness or whatever. I don't know. I'm honestly just, I had not really thought about that until you brought it up. So um, you may need to come back to me late on that in a few weeks because I probably got to go and think about it before I say too much. No, I think that uh, you put it pretty well. That's okay. for sure. Because again, that's uh, that's a moment that you and that group of guys will always have just between you no matter what else happens uh, that's just for you and those players and you know looking back big picture that's a really cool connection to have with you know 23 25 guys well that and even the you know we 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 lost our first couple and although you know played well and I had guys playing in the middle that now I'm like there's this guy this person is not a centerman and this guy was on this side and um you know, it's you're we're gathering evidence and moving things around just to figure out where where people fit. Um, and then, really, the, I mean, the 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 biggest moment was probably our you know our our first win to get that first puck. Um, you know, in uh, in on familiar territory. You know, and I had my old trainer uh, who was with me who was with me in Winkler, and he was we brought him into the dressing room and you know, seeing the look like, and, and the guys knew, the guys know that they know the story. They know, like, I know where they're all from. They know where I'm from. And, um, it was, it was nuts. And it was like that, that was, uh, you know, that was something that we'll, we'll never forget. You know, it's, it feels like you guys have been around a long time. It's, it's really strange to go back to January before you were even really a team compared to where you are now. Is the new franchise feeling gone? Like, is that maybe in the rear view because the community's embraced you, because you found success on the ice? Is Do you feel like that you're really here and you have been for a little while now? Yeah, now that you mention it, I, yeah, I certainly do. I don't, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're at the end of December here. We're, we're almost at Christmas, so I feel like... You know, if we lose a game, there's no there's no excuse at all. Well, you guys are new. Like, well, that's you know that's bananas. That that doesn't that doesn't matter. And and our guys don't think like that either. Um, you know, we're in a battle for a playoff spot, and every single every every game counts, and every point counts. And this league is so hard. And um, yeah, I, I it's like externally, like consciously, yes, I know we're new, and there's a lot of things that we are still figuring out, but. Um, Paul's been in Steinbach for what ten years, and he's you know he I'm sure he's figuring things out. I talked to Sven back at UBC, and he's you know he's been there now for whatever it is six years, and he said, "Well, we're going to try this. We're going to try this." And there's there you know, like that's just to me, that's hockey, and that's coaching, and that's run you know running a program is constantly being you know curious and and worrying about uh, curiosity over the outcome. Calvin, how much pride do you take? knowing that you've built a team in in so short a span that it's surprising more when you lose than it's surprising that you win um given all the challenges that come with that new franchise you did it in a very short amount of time how much pride do you take in that but maybe uh, just speak on behalf of your group as well yeah it's uh i mean it's definitely not i mean i'm just was a like a piece of the puzzle um you know it's 
I guess it's just I, I, I haven't I haven't thought about that either. Like I don't. I'm just maybe I'll, I'll look back on it once we, you know, accomplish our first season. But uh, I guess I don't. I don't. Maybe don't feel like that because that's how we feel. We we expect to win, and if we if we lose, it's you know there's it's not good enough. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter who we play. And again, that comes back to the league. You know, we've beat the we beat the best teams in each division, and we've lost to the lowest ranked team. So if you're not ready, then um, you know someone's going to work harder than you. So um, that said, again, I'm like I am, yeah, just fortunate to have someone like Mike and and my staff that uh, you know see the see the vision and and Clarence and Kevin Lancer. Like it's, I know this isn't an Oscars acceptance speech, but there's <laughs> like this just I'm just the guy sometimes that puts the practice plan together and um, sets the emotional pace. So probably another one you got to ask me in uh, June. <laughs> Uh, I know that from the other side of the rink, uh, you got to be able to feel the energy that the fans have brought from day one. But I mean, what's it been like to just have that arena packed and have them make such a difference for all the home games at the CRRC? Well, I think I go back to our home opener when uh, there was an unfortunate Zamboni crash into the boards um, and everybody was singing along and uh, they're playing Sweet Carolina. And now that's a thing because we've got some... Uh, We've had some glass issues, which uh, I'm sure everyone's everyone's noticed. But they don't care because it's, hey, then it's another 20 minutes to go grab another brewski and the kids get to sing the song and no one's going anywhere. And, you know, maybe the, the coaches and the players are annoyed, but even that's silly because so what? You got to sit there for 20 minutes? Like, you know, it, it happens at every level. So um, it's just, it's such a cool vibe and it's a, it's community that's junior A hockey anywhere. If you don't have that community support, then it's really tough. So, um, you know what, our, our home record uh, reflects that. And, you know, we're home a lot in the second half, and we're just we're really excited about it. You know, uh, the volunteers also make these teams in the Manitoba Junior Hockey League go round. I mean, I, it takes a lot of people to make a junior A game a, a pleasurable experience for families. Take us through what it's been like, you know, getting to know the volunteers and just seeing all uh, how much they impact uh, what happens away from the game. But you know, by the, honestly, by the by the time the puck drops for a game at home, they're all more important than I am, right? That's all the press. It's like, hey, now let's just play the game. And you look around and there's people who have season tickets who haven't watched a minute of hockey because they are pouring drinks or they're doing tickets or their security. And, you know, our merch is incredibly popular because of our colors and our logo and it's flying off the shelves and you need someone to to staff those things, right? And then we've got, uh, you know, just people doing pucks and every 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 little detail, you know, and that was that, that's by design and that's, you know, myself and our board are on the same page where... The, you know, hockey ops and the players can't worry about any of that kind of stuff because they're here to play hockey. Um, and that's partly why we do so much stuff in the community when we're not at practice or games and whatnot, because we want to give back. But it's those, we had a volunteer appreciation night the other night um, after a game and I got to go and walk around and just, and shake some hands. And I feel guilty immediately that these people are all working so hard and they're not getting paid, but that's, you know, maybe that's silly because that's not how they look at things, but uh, it's just, it makes me want to roll up my sleeves and I don't know, put on a disguise and just go help. But, uh, so that's, if they're, if they're contributing that much, then the guys see that and the guys recognize it. So we better be working as hard as we can and be as prepared as we can to, you know, shine when the, when the moment counts. Yep. That's very well put. 
Another aspect uh, that you had to go through was billeting, and uh, you I'd take us through that experience. Because did you have to deal with a lot of people that have never billeted before? Was it kind of easier uh, that people wanted to get involved? What was it like finding home for your players? Yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was enjoyable. Like it was. Uh, it was fun because that was an easy way to just meet some people. Um, at our first billet meeting back in the spring, we did it around when we had one of our camps, and there was like five or six families there like, oh boy but um our uh we have a we have a billet committee our billet coordinator her name is gail chornaboy and she's like the mom of the entire group and again another person who's far more important than me to this organization um and then a couple people on our board so gail gail brian and uh, carl would go around and they would check all these houses and people who who were interested but like you said every one of these billet houses they've normally never done this before. There's one guy who, um, he played in the MJHL. So he's been, uh, not a bill. He, he's been billeted. Um, so he gets it and that's kind of about it. But fortunately he chimed in during the meetings, um, you know, because it was inevitably quiet and he said, this is my experience and this is what this means. Um, and then, you know, since then we had a lot of players come through, you know, during camp and whatnot with, uh, you know, on, on tryouts and, that was tough because some guys would come and they're there for a week and it's my responsibility to keep, you know, make the team as strong as possible. And, you know, so I had some unhappy families because even you can warn them then you can tell them and said, this might be a week or it might be four years. And I, I don't know, like just, well, which one is it? Like, I don't know. I can't, I can't give you one. Like you kind of know in your brain, but you can't give it away because it can't go back to the, the child. And if they're here, the child, the kid, if they're here for a week, it should be an incredible experience for them for, for a week. Um, so at this point it looks great and we've got lots of homes and we've got extra space and more people want to be involved. And, you know, some people might just do it for a year and that's enough. But as I know in the past that some people do it for forever and they do it for 10 years and some have, you know, we've got two 17 year olds that could be in their billet house for, for three, four years. And, you know, that's just, that's just incredible. And we did, uh, we did a, a skate with Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> ben Whitford put on the Santa Claus costume. I can say it now. It's, but, uh, it was so cool to see Chris Fine skating around with his four year old billet brother, like holding him, like carrying him around skating. And like, this is, this is, this is unbelievable. So, um, it's been a fantastic experience for the most part. Yeah, negative for a couple people who just didn't go the, the way they wanted, but that's junior hockey. Let's go back onto the ice. Uh, we talked about the success the team has had through 2022 and early on. Uh, now the expectations are there. You uh, n- Not only in the community, but in your locker room, you have expectations to be successful. Looking forward to 2023, how do you plan to build on what you've been able to do so far? Um. Yeah, it's, I mean been asked a lot about expectations since this all started and I didn't really have any to for the first half of the year um so I think that's kind of worked well our standard of play has gone up so we expect to compete every night and hopefully the score takes good I mean there's been a couple games where we've probably played well enough to win and then you make a mistake and it bounces off something that goes in the net um you know, and we probably won a couple where the other team's been this, you know, well, we d- we deserve to win. So expectations is such a loaded word, and I just don't think I'm smart enough to look too far into the future. Um, what I can tell you is that 
we're a lot more organized. We were than we were a few months ago. We were without Chris Fines for six weeks. Um, we found Ethan Kadats um, to come in the net, and, and we've our, our goaltending situation looks fantastic. We've had a bunch of broken hands, which you wish didn't happen, but they're all from blocking shots. So I'm not gonna, you know, that's just the the way our guys roll. And those guys are coming back, and we're getting healthy. And you know, you have more meetings, and guys want to know where they fit in the lineup. And you know, this is where you this is where you're at. Okay, great. Just needed to know. So a lot of conversations, and we know guys inside and out at this point, and we've watched a ton of videos. So my expectation is that we're just more organized, and we're just going to keep getting better. Again, uh, it's a it's a young team that's growing within the community. Uh, just looking forward to uh, you know throughout twenty twenty three when we're sitting here a year from now. How do you want to see your guys uh, even more ingrained in the community, if that's even possible? Um. <clears throat> I guess it's just it's just time, you know, it's uh going through these, you know, going through the dog days of winter and then if we're fortunate enough to qualify for the playoffs or you know, we I I just want this community to see what an entire season looks like. Um cuz it inevitably happens there's so much excitement at the beginning and then you get into it's it's the November dip. It happens to everybody on every every league, every every team everywhere. And when we went through it, it coincided with some injuries, and people were like, "Oh, this this keeps ha- this keeps going." Like, yeah, there's 58 games, and you know, hopefully more. So I just want people to get a feel for what that full, you know, that that full season looks like, and then the guys scatter and they go off, and you know, our. Uh, our 20 year olds will move on to school. And then, you know, I want the community to see, you know, where, where did Josh Paulus end up going to school and where did Evan Bordas go? And, um, you know, that, that stuff. And then those guys will be celebrated and there'll be pictures of them on our wall when we build our new, our, our extension and whatnot. So, um, yeah, our expectations for the community are just to keep, uh, keep building those relationships with, uh, cause the guys feel like absolute rock stars and that helps with recruiting in the future. And, you know, it's just such an awesome place to play. Uh, last couple here for you. Uh, you talk about leaving that lasting impression, and uh, I know that is success on the ice is important, but uh, impacting the lives of these young men and making sure they're good quality people going forward, that is uh, what Niverville really cherishes and really wants to promote going forward is the growth of these young men and, and helping them get into the world best way possible through school or, or whichever road they decide to take. Yeah, that's... Um when we when we were on the recruiting trail and there was you know we we showed Mike and I showed video and intro, basically we introduced the guys to you know former players that we had that that moved on um you know I had clips of of Drake Bergen who's playing at uh, at St. Lawrence as as a very good player um and then also players like Garrett Zaremli and Griffin Leonard who are are playing division 3 down south and they're all of a sudden two or three years into it and they're going to come out with degrees and Doran Luding is playing in at UBC and I still talk to all these guys and um, that's really Ian Tukeney. Ian Tukeney will text me at one in the morning and just like sup like Tukes what do you what do you want what do, what do you want from me he's like oh I just want to know how you're doing like what, what time is it where you at the same time anyway um, so we, we've we've built those relationships and you know like it's we, we want to win as many hockey games as we possibly can and that's what it's about, and the more you put into it, the more you get out. But 
to see these guys moving on into the world and whether they're going and even if they're not playing Jaden Townsend who was our, our captain and he uh you know he punctured a lung in his last in his last game ever and he spent the night at the hospital and Jeff Grimwin and I went and saw him and now he's at the University of Manitoba and you know I would that, that kid could be my boss one day and I would be you know I keep trying to get him out to come and help coach but he's busy he's going to school and he's not playing hockey he had to retire but he was an awesome captain for us and an awesome captain for Swan Valley and now I'm just talking about random players but I guess that's just that's kind of natural I guess is what happens but the funny part is in a year or two or three you hope to have that same conversation with the guys that you're actually coaching right now and that's yeah. the point of what the Niverville Nighthawks program at its core wants to be yeah you see yeah, I, sh- yeah, I should write that down I mean that's our <laughs> we asked like that that's our why our why is to bring in awesome guys who've got resiliency and can handle with hey you're not on the power play today and okay they get mad but do something about it then and because that's what's going to suit them that's what's going to serve us as a team and that's what's going to serve them in the future when you know no one's holding their hand and if they don't go to class then they fail and they get kicked out of school and you know that's and if they don't show up for work when they're you know after they do have this shiny new degree like it's this is where you learn those lessons and they're they're tough lessons but again fortunately our guys are, are pretty mature and there's the odd misstep and a guy will be 30 seconds late and he gets the the death stare but um yeah it's actually it's fun it's fun to think about that and look in the future and because we don't quite know yet where these guys are going to go and uh you know some might be done and that's fine too but so yeah they'll forever have made an impact in niverville regardless of where they go because they'll always be the first edition of the niverville nighthawks so they'll always have that yeah. uh kelvin will will wrap up this look forward by bringing it all the way back what would kelvin check of december 2022 say to kelvin check of january 1st 2022 <laughs> would you give him some advice would there be just uh a, a little speech that you would give or or what would you say to yourself if you could go back and that moment that you were hired, what would you say? Wait, so let's. So this is me now talking yep. to him then, or yep. him then talking to me now? No, nope. you now talking to yourself in January of 2022. Um, oh. <laughs> just I'm 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 bad at stuff like that. I'm just I don't have a super great memory, and I don't I'm not great at looking into the future. But I would just say this is this is going to be awesome. That's it. 